This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 27. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic of the week this week is choosing a juicer and blender for your eye nutrition program. And in the second half of the podcast, we're going to be answering a question, a very basic question. Should I be wearing contacts or glasses? So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? It's been, uh, it's been okay. I've been responding. I'm down to uh, basically responding to pain as my, uh, as my response to self-healing. Okay. <laughs> it's like when I get headaches now. I have, I've been doing very little because of the house project. Mm-hmm. But I do respond to, like the other day, I had a very bad headache. Mm-hmm. And I, had it, I could feel it mainly in my left eye. It was interesting to, to see... The difference, I could notice the pain being worse kind of around my left eye as opposed hmm. to my right eye. Did it feel like eye strain? or? Yeah, it did feel like eye strain, hmm. uh, resulting in this headache. And we should almost call them eye aches in some ways in some of the stuff that we're dealing with. Is your, your left eye is not your dominant eye, is it? No. Right? That was curious. Of course, me being an eye geek, I was like, why is my left eye hurting more than my right eye? Hmm. Trying to figure it out, but I couldn't figure out why that would be. Hmm. So that was going on. And then, oh, and then the other phenomenon that happened i came out uh, of bart on my way to buy a fountain garden fountain for my new backyard and was oh that's that's why it was bright right because we've been living in the fog yeah. in san francisco for months it seems like months <laughs> i think it's only been weeks yeah it's definitely been our winter here it has and so i came out the uh the fountain say the the showroom for fountains was farther south from San Francisco. Okay. That's why it was. And I came out of BART. It was like blinding sunshine. Because oh, I hadn't seen it for room. days. Maybe that was <laughs> So I immediately sunny. stopped and sunned. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, it's been more response to uh, circumstances these days. Uh, I am getting a lot more massage. Mm-hmm. That's another thing If I would suggest if people are under stress. Uh, it's getting your circulation up. Um, it's doing good things for your eyes and it's something that someone else can do for you and relieve your stress all at the same time. So I've been getting like double the massage mm-hmm. that I would normally get twice a week. So, and I suppose you're, you're also, you're doing a lot of, um, physical stuff right now. Right. Uh, and also you've got some pretty big hills here where you've just moved to. <laughs> I've just moved up to a big hill <laughs> and I've been moving boxes, still moving boxes around my house. Yeah. Trying to organize things and get things straight. Yeah. So, so. it's. I mean, it's really kind of good to, when you know you're going through a, a physically challenging time, I guess you could yeah. say, that you uh, treat that, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, by... Because, I mean, this stuff can last for years, right, if you don't exactly get on top of it. I mean, I have to say, I'm trying to do this... As, it's very stressful right now, but I'm trying to get it over with as quickly as possible. Yeah. I've been through in my life, you know, two-year projects, things like this. Wow. I'm trying to get it done mm-hmm. within three months. That's what I'm. my goal is anyway. And what sort of things did you do when you felt that eye strain that you... Uh... Palming, mainly, and okay. then uh, looking in the distance a bit, too. And okay. you could do that. I, I was doing that on the run, you know, sort of from BART, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what made you choose distance looking? Uh, probably because I'm spending a lot of time on my computer, mm-hmm. like we did the website. I'm picking out 
this this thing for my house and that thing for my house, spending a lot of time on the computer and my phone and communicating with my contractor, things like that. Okay. So, so your photo might have been a, a strain from looking too near, overworking, mm-hmm. near vision. Well, and, and I, was, I was joking with you this morning, like visualizing my house. I'm spending <laughs> a lot of time visualizing different uh, things that I'm doing to my yeah. house. And I find my forehead actually furrowing as if I were actually <laughs> focusing on something, you know? Wow. So, um, so certainly a combination between eye strain and mental strain. Mental eye strain, yes. The, the inner eye strain. <laughs> I think you just invented your own strain. Uh, I did. <laughs> so actually looking in the distance makes sense even for that. Because I feel like when you're visualizing, you know, you're furring your head. You're almost... Yeah. Do, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you do. I mean, you, you physically react to... To what you're visualizing anyway and there's, yeah. there is uh, studies that show that so i noticed that as well with people if you ever watch somebody on public transport if oh, they're yeah. maybe reading a, a news article or they're reading something on their phone you'll see them frowning or uh-huh. smiling or some sort of they're still reacting to it yeah even though it's not actually yeah communicating so i'm visualizing my backyard and my my <laughs> Posts on my staircase, things like that. So. so you reckon a couple more weeks? I think a couple more weeks and I'll be done, yeah. yeah. so Excellent. Yeah. I bet you're looking forward to getting back to a... Very much so. And oh, and my Norwalk juicer, which we're going to talk about juicers next, mm-hmm. uh, well, after you talk about your week. But um, it's coming tomorrow, so... Okay. Good. So maybe yeah. we can give a little heads up on, yeah. on your Ferrari... Uh, your <laughs> my Porsche. Ferrari jersey, yeah. <laughs> did, you get, uh, did you get Ferrari red? I color. didn't, you know, I had that option and I was like, oh, it wouldn't work in my kitchen with my kitchen colors. Right. So I had to go with white. Okay. So boring white. No. So. Well, say uh, marble <laughs> or uh, pearl, pearl white. Pearl white. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I could embed little um, diamonds. diamonds in it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very masculine. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so, Will, how was uh, the work of the work? Let's do that again. Okay. So how was your week, Will? Yeah, good. I sort of, uh, of course, anyone that's listened to the past couple of weeks, uh, these podcasts will know that I had a bit of a breakthrough uh, a few weeks ago. So uh, yeah, it's good. I've Again, I'm still working with it, uh, playing with it. It's, it's a lot more constant now. So hmm. that sort of fear I had before of maybe this is just a one-off. Oh, yeah. Um, and maybe it's going to go again. I'm still, I'm not before because i was still in the in the i guess the new process of discovering it and wanting to keep it and all the rest of it i was really trying and i was really working hard to keep it and maintain it so right i mean i wouldn't say it was stressful but it was certainly a an effort whereas this week i've sort of relaxed into it a, Mm -hmm. a little bit more and i'm sort of just being more aware it's difficult um say I'm having a conversation with somebody and uh, I'm focusing on my periphery, right? Because it, right. I have to consciously focus. So, uh, so yeah, I might be a little bit distant in conversations <laughs> these days because, you know, they're, they're chatting away about... Well, this is California. You could be a space case. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, if I don't be here, that means I'm alert. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody's chatting away and I'm like, oh, I can see that over there. And oh, look at that over there. And, and maybe I would say something could move my hand. I'd be like, oh, I can see my hand down there. Uh-huh. You know, sort of, um, it really has to be a conscious effort, which is, I think, something I've always said before, and which is what makes it more difficult. Mm-hmm. Because it it's easy to slip into the old routine, the old routine of right. central vision, central yeah. vision, central vision. So, and I'm sure everybody has that. It's just 
for myself and anyone with a peripheral condition, obviously that's just a lot more detrimental because right. if you don't use it, then you lose it. And if mm-hmm. you've got a condition on top of it, then you're definitely, <laughs> you're definitely going to lose it. So, um, yeah, just sort of relaxed into it a lot, a lot more, uh, just being more aware, just sort of let it, mm. what I see is what I see. Um, and just things like last night when I had the, the remote control for mm. the, uh, for the TV, well, for the Apple TV, which is a silver right. control. And I just noticed when I was sitting there looking at the TV that I could see the control in my lower periphery. Wow. Um, and not only could I sort of see it, but if I moved it, I could also follow the object in my wow. lower periphery. So wow. it's sort of, um, I'm not as intensive as I was about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I mean, I'm moving this weekend. Right. Um, so obviously everything's, you know, crazy with that. And, uh, so I and guess, you have to focus a little bit when you're packing. Yeah. 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 And, you know, just uh, a lot of work this week. So it's just sort of um, fitting it all in. And obviously, yeah. I mean, I, I could spend days just, working on my periphery because I mean it's amazing right you're I'm watching my periphery increase I'm watching you know my brain change and just how everything is changing so as you're doing this I'm trying to do I'm trying to focus on my it is distracting a little bit (laughs) you know it's like you're like I'm looking out there and I was like and Will's talking and he's blah 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 because I'm I'm looking out it's an interesting phenomenon people should try this to see what Will's going through (laughs) to see whether you can actually focus on someone speaking or yeah it's interesting I mean I wonder if maybe it's I mean, maybe that's normal then that you tune out of your periphery when you're... Yeah, it's a very good question. Or we're all just habituated. And then then when we pay attention to our periphery, it just takes us out of our habit and we're not used to it, so we kind of space out. Like, again, if we went back to Caveman Dave, maybe he wouldn't be so... It wouldn't distract him to be in his periphery, Mm. but we're so, in the modern world, used to being in our central vision... Well, also, it's confusing. I, it's it's also, I, I guess, I mean, they call it focus. Focus your yeah, attention true. on something. So, if you want to focus on a word, then you switch off to the page. Ah, Otherwise, yeah. it'd be very confusing. Yeah. Although I think that's what speed readers do. They look at a page, yeah, taking all the information, and they they've got it. Then they turn the page again. Yeah. So I guess they're using their periphery. But it makes sense to not necessarily use your periphery when you're talking to someone because you're concentrating on them yeah but i guess for me you know i've discovered it's important to spend as much time as possible Mm -hmm. trying to access the periphery because as soon as i just again it's just so easy for me to switch off yeah and then when i should be looking periphery i'm still using my central right it is that use it or lose it phenomenon on a daily moment by moment basis for you and and especially you know i I just think such a big part of the breakthrough was that conscious attention in the periphery Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult like i was saying before because you've got the static yeah and you know who wants to pay attention static to you know and it but it's not just that it's the emotional connections of losing your vision and why can't i see this and so i found you know even after this discovery that I still sort of do it. It's still my um, natural response mm-hmm. to not want to look sure. where the static is. So, but now I know that if I can just stay there for a bit, maybe move my head slightly, maybe try and think what the object might be, play with it a little mm. bit, then it becomes clear and it comes through. And then all of a sudden, you know, I feel my eyes, uh, more activity. I feel 
you know, more more movement. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I wasn't looking in my periphery. And then mm-hmm. I can tune into the periphery and then I'm like, oh, there's a light on the ceiling. Oh, there's a table on the, oh, there's a, and it's sort of, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I don't know, it'd be nice. Hopefully uh, other people might be experiencing the same thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I am thinking back to our, our ebook, you know, the mm-hmm. modern day guide and the whole caveman phenomenon. Maybe the reality is um, our lifestyle stimulated our periphery naturally. And our lifestyle today does not. So we're all kind of in the same boat that you are, but you're just, it, it has much more of a detrimental impact on you. Mm. So, yeah, you're almost having to manufacture the peripheral stimulation that you would naturally get. And, and it, yeah, but you're in the modern world, so it's not naturally there. So we need yeah. to throw you out in the jungle. <laughs> Maybe we could just, I don't know, find something that people that need to work on their periphery, some sort of job. Yeah. That only... Only know. those people who need to... Yeah, it would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we'll have to think about it. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting. I also noticed a negative reinforcement to why I'm ignoring my periphery. Things like... Um, bumping into a table or uh, if someone goes to shake your hand and you don't right, see their hand. Right. Because uh, I've been working so hard, you know, real concentrate in these mm. last few weeks to increase this periphery mm-hmm. that you feel confident and then you do something uh, and it just, it shoots you your switch off yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm not going to use that again. And then, and then that's it. The brain doesn't want to yeah, know anymore. Yeah. It's, it's behavioral reinforcement right. to not use your vision. Yeah, so, that makes sense. You know, a big part of this I'm finding is rebuilding. I mean, the the first day we talked about yeah uh, confidence yeah, um, but it's interesting now because you know I can really observe it and and even though I see it improving, I still see my confidence be knocked, and I see me switch to central vision mode, should we say? Yep. Instead of peripheral vision mode, because mm-hmm. you know why would I use my peripheral vision mode if I'm going to knock into something or I'm going to embarrass right. myself or, right. you know, why would the brain go, oh, let's keep using that, you know, yeah. when I've got this central vision that, okay, maybe it's not as efficient as periphery, but right. certainly a lot clearer. And when I use my central vision, I don't have, I don't bump into things. I don't, right. you know, as much as if I was just trying to focus on my periphery. Yeah. So, but yeah, so certainly some real, I've, and I've, I think this is going to go on for another oh, couple yeah. of weeks because it's. It's just new experiences and, you know, before I've always seen one thing or I've noticed one or two things, but now it's just a, a constant all-round peripheral experience, shall we say. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interesting to see uh, how I work on it and build on it and, and what ah. happens in the next couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good. So, I think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is choosing a juicer and blender for your eye nutrition program. Now, a big reason why we've come up with this topic was sort of stumbled upon it. Excuse yeah. the pun after yeah. what I was just talking about. <laughs> Don't stumble <laughs> on a blender. That, that sounds painful. <laughs> Make sure you put the lid on. Always unplug it from the mains. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when uh, Richard and I were looking, you know, we're, you know, we're always doing research into nutrition and what have you and, and mm-hmm. what could help improve our eyesight a little bit more and also our client's vision so um we were doing this and we 
discovered some different kinds of juices after we were looking into juicing. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't been doing juicing for years. We have to admit that, but we're very it's passionate been, about it. It's only been a while, right? Yeah, maybe maybe a year now. Yeah, a year or two. And we both really like it and like what it could do for our eyes, what it's doing for our eyes. Um, but we were not experts at juicers when we started, although we did. We did pick a decent juicer, actually. Yeah, we. I guess. I mean, in my mind, uh, the the faster, better. Right. Engine. Right. Um, we we were guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fast, Fast. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> like my juice. Oh, we never mind. <laughs> and that it would sort of uh, yield more juice. I guess. Right. It would be. Uh, it would be better for you. So, but then, I mean, even when we got that juicer, it had two speeds and i thought well why would you why have would you want two to? yeah i didn't get that either is faster is Do we, we're guys also we didn't read the manuals right <laughs> yeah 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 so but it did i think it was saying for uh soft fruits and soft vegetables right. to have it on soft and then harder vegetables then put it yeah. on fast so i mean that kind of makes sense to me but then the last couple of weeks we were doing some more research and it, so and we we stumbled across a, a different style of juicing Right. And it sort of changed things a little bit. Well, let's even be clear. It was your research into the, the Gerson diet, right? Mm-hmm. That, that started this whole chain reaction happening. Yeah, I do. it was a, a, a client of mine. Uh, I was talking to her about nutrition and, and helping. Because it's not just about vision, right? It's about treating conditions. Right. You know, a lot of the time what we notice in our vision are symptoms of something. Right. Well, and if you think about it, the eyes take a huge amount of the blood supply of your mm-hmm. of your body and your brain and the nervous system of your nervous system as well. So in some ways, they would be very sensitive to a lack of nutrition generally through throughout your body. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, a good example is, uh, say, diabetic retinopathy. Right. Um, you know, you, you don't have diabetes of the eye. Right. You know, it's, it's the body that has diabetes and it affects the eye. So... Right. You sort of triggered off this this i well not the the idea. I mean, obviously we we treat vision, mm-hmm. um, but you know you you need to be thinking on going to the source of the problem as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can work on diabetic retinopathy doing the eye exercises, but you also need to work on the body right at the same time. So as I was, I'm always interested in anything that's going to help improve any condition Mm -hmm. and of course rp is a is a disease for one and uh when i started looking at the gearson therapy it did talk about improving um degenerative diseases right its main claim is that it can uh, cure cancer right so been looking into it quite a bit and and what gearson mainly talks about a big part of it is juicing up to 10 times a day right um, in order to get this this nutrition, uh, which I mean makes perfect sense, we talk about it all the time. You know, the more nutrition you can get, the better. So he was talking about different kinds of juices. So right. I was like, "What do you mean? There's well, different yeah, exactly, kinds of juices? yeah. We, we have the, the fast and powerful one." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, I must say, we. So what, what's the name? So there, there's different styles. Oh right? right. So the style we start started with is the centrifugal. Okay. juicer and that's the one that just uh it's vertical it has right. uh, a nice powerful engine and it spins has yeah. like a 
what would you call that? Almost it's, like a grater. Yeah, it's like a grater kind of blade, circular blade thing in the middle. So when it has filters around the side, so when you put the vegetables in, it, it sort of grates it. And then uh, the liquid goes through the filters in the side. Right. And the pulp um, goes into a, a bucket yeah. in the back. Right. Well, and one of the things we noticed immediately, being like cheap essentially, was... Mm-hmm. Man, it takes a lot of carrots to to make my carrot juice. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, that was one of the things that bothered me about it. Yeah. And there's a lot of bulk that comes off of that. That's fairly. And you noticed it being kind of wet. Mm-hmm. Like, well, heck, there's juice yeah, in think, there. Well, that, well, that's what finally did it. And I thought, well, so, um, so you've got that kind, and yeah. then um, what Gearson was talking about was a kind called uh, masticating juicers, mm-hmm. as in mastication is chewing. What, it's what you do with your teeth. So he was saying that um, this chews it instead of chopping it and spitting it out. Right. So it's a lot more efficient and you're going to get more juice from it. And I thought, well, probably not. And you look these things up and I mean, they're an extra, you know, $200. Right. Um, you know, in comparison to one of the original ones that we talked about. The centrifugal ones. Yeah. And um so I thought, well, no, surely this can't be right. So I got some cheesecloth and I got the pulp that came out of the centrifugal one mm-hmm. and I put it inside and I did like a, I twisted it right. and sure enough, cheese came, cheese out, came out of the yeah. pulp. So I thought, uh, okay. And it's, I mean, I think for, for beginners, yeah, it's, it's perfect. If you, if you just want to get into juicing, yeah, then go for that one i guess it was a good i still got lots of juice out of it it got me through a couple of juice fasts right um you know it's it's still and what we don't want is the same like the excuse of oh well i was gonna juice but i heard you don't get much fiber out of it right so i just won't juice right so you know you know now we've got this excuse of well i was uh, gonna juice but, but i have to buy the 400 hundred dollar juicer now <laughs> so i'm not gonna do it yeah. or but well there's there's lots of juice left over in the pulp so i won't bother doing it yeah so we're not saying that at all. Um, what we're saying here is for those people that are taking this a little bit more seriously, maybe you've got a more challenging condition that you really want to sort of hoe down and, and really start right. working on, then maybe the masticating one right. is probably the, the better one for you. And the, the other thing that the masticating does, so you get more juice out of it, so it's just mm-hmm. a, sort of an economy thing in some ways. But it also doesn't heat up the juice as it's... So the centrifugal one creates heat from the fast whirring of the blades or mm-hmm. the graters. And that is enough, according to this... The, actually, according to almost everybody, including mm-hmm. Gerson's people, it uh, oxidizes, oxidizes the juice, right? And, mm-hmm. and degrades the nutrition in the... Yeah. 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 And also, I think it instead of spinning it, maybe it... It breaks it down, so you're getting more of the nutrients. Yeah. Um, so it's not just it's not just more the speed. liquid. Yeah. It's you're actually getting more nutrients from the food. Right. And another thing that changed my mind with this that Gearson and well, I mean everybody that you that you listen to that talks about getting healthy talks about organic food mm-hmm. um, for many reasons, and we're we're maybe talk about this next week or, right. or the week after. We might have a bit of a chat about organic compared to non-organic and yes it's i mean it's a little bit more money so i thought well i'm spending extra money on this nice yeah uh, more flavorful more nutritional food 
So it makes sense that I spend a little bit extra money to make sure that when I am juicing it, right, I'm getting. And and if you are somebody that's going to be juicing a couple of times a day, you know, then it, it certainly adds up. I mean, I thought back to I've I've had that, that previous juicer uh, a year now, and um, just to think how many juices I made over right. that time, you how know, much? how much I could have been getting extra out yeah. of each one. Right. So you're probably looking at uh, what to get one mine for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, maybe more, um, a little from, more yeah. from a from a department store. Yeah, maybe about three hundred fifty. Yeah. So it is a little bit more. I get. I mean, it's the same as all these things. It's, you could see it as a bit more of an investment, um, and it certainly doesn't make as much mess. It doesn't make as much noise. Right. And it's just sort of a, it's a slower engine, so it just slowly grinds up the food. It also does um, sorbets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Which I love, by the way, because that's now my new my uh, new bad snack in the evening. Is but be clear, you're, so I guess sorbet is just fruit, isn't it? I, yeah, you just frozen it's frozen fruit. fruit yeah. yeah, yeah. So what you do is you would just I just freeze a couple of bananas and some mm-hmm. strawberries, and then uh, and you just put it through the machine, and it just pushes out. It's it's great. It's like a healthy. Healthy snack. And couldn't you do nut butters and stuff too with it? I think yeah, you, I think, I think yeah, you could. You yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, pretty much do anything with it. Yeah. Um, but before we start sounding like salesmen, I promise <laughs> you that, that we're not. It's really just something that we've just uh, discovered, yeah. and it's it's something that we want to share with everyone because, I mean, obviously, you know, these last couple of weeks we've been talking about the importance of getting nutrition. So if if there is something out there that means you can be getting more nutrition. Then we're, then we're interested in it. Right. So before when I was first starting out, I sort of knew about these things, but, you know, they're like two, three hundred dollars more than, right. than, you know, the basic ones. So I just didn't bother with it. And, and as you go through these things and you start getting a bit more serious with it, right. then it was like, well, maybe this is a worthwhile investment. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to talk about the, the upper, the Ferrari <laughs> now a little bit, which so is now, what. So now here's the Ferrari. <laughs> here's the Ferrari with the diamond studded ju- juicer, <laughs> it, which is. I think there's really only one brand of this, right? I, I mean, guess so. yeah. I mean, that, there's ways of imitating what the Norwalk does, but the Norwalk juicer is what Gerson Therapy recommends, mm-hmm. and in the, because it's a combination, it it masticates first, it grinds it up first. I guess it is grinding. Yeah, chews yeah. it up first into a little bag, just like cheesecloth. Yeah, just like cheesecloth. And then you take that bag and you put it under a press, which mm. is a separate part of the juicer. And then it presses the uh, pulp and everything, and then the juice runs out of that press. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the slowest process. But you know, people make a big deal about the speed of the centrifugal versus the masticating. It's like, but really the cutting up the vegetables washing them cutting that's really the time you're spending I yeah. mean, a centrifugal is almost anticlimactic. you just throw it in there it's over like <laughs> yeah. almost immediately whereas the masticating yeah. at least you know there's a little bit of time, bit of there. time. and yeah. it, but to me when when i started doing that i thought you know what it should take this amount of time yeah because i want to get the most out of my food and it, it makes sense and i'm still playing with it because i'm spending quite a bit of my time at the moment you know dealing with this stuff and and i do feel like i'm living in the kitchen at this point yeah but um but hey if you know if, if it's gonna if it's gonna help your health and uh and make you feel better and, and improve your vision then you know why wouldn't you go to that little bit extra effort i must say that it takes no time at all to clean 
good the one good. that I have compared yeah. to the other one exactly no well that is yeah and when you're looking at it that is another factor we've, we've always looked at and Will had another juicer before this that he turned back in because well there's breakage and cleaning it's a big deal mm. you really want to look at the juicer if you're looking at any juicer and see what little crevices you need to clean out yeah I, I did actually go through a few juicers to begin yeah with actually because I you just there's just little things that you don't really think would be a problem mm-hmm. end up you know like cleaning is a big one yeah because you're really if you're going to be juicing you should be thinking about doing it on a regular basis mm-hmm. um it's sort of funny, really, that we talk about this with vision, but it really is helping, you know, overall oh, yeah. health here. Uh, and certainly, we should be suggesting that everybody done this, you know, does this, even if they right. don't have any vision conditions. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it's amazing. There's little things like nooks and crannies that yeah. maybe food could get in and build up, or it mm-hmm. might be difficult to clean or, or what have you. So, but have a look around. I just I tend to just go for the department store because mm-hmm. I know I can take it back. Yeah, um, which is easier. Which he's done twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's their policy. Exactly. Why not? And I keep going back to the same place, but I keep upgrading every time. So, <laughs> That's true. So they're still getting their money out of me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that. But I mean, so a lot of these things, maybe you might find a better deal online. You know, we don't know, but certainly, you know, three main juices there. Um, that you can use in order to help improve your eyesight and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in general, we're, we're recommending the first one. It's cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, easy to use. See if you're interested in it. If you know, if you're one of these people that know that if you're serious about something and that you know this is something you want to do for the future, then we suggest the second one. Right, the masticating is, kind, yeah. And there's a, they've just brought out some vertical ones. Right, they're a little easier to use, I suppose. I, I personally chose not to do that because it looked like there was a few more bits there. And for me, any sort of technology, the more stuff there is, yeah. the more parts that to can break. break. Yeah. And the, the horizontal one is, is very basic. Yeah, a lot of the horizontal ones are pretty straightforward. Very yeah. easy to clean. And then I guess if you're really serious, and of course, I mean, Gearson was helping people to cure cancer. So right. obviously he needed something that was going to give maximum amount of nutrition. Right. So, uh, so it makes sense that if you, if you really want to go one step further, then, uh, then the, the Norwalk, the Norwalk yeah. is, yeah. is the right one, but we'll see, um, next week, hopefully. Yeah. We'll know. yeah. And if, if anything, if you do buy that, cause that's quite a bit more money. Yeah. Quite it? a bit more. It's, it like? it's 2,500. So even if you're not that much into juicing, buy that because you'll definitely use it because you <laughs> you'll be guilted <laughs> into it. <laughs> <laughs> that or it will be the reverse, just like when you buy a new pair of shoes and you spend a lot of money on it and you never wear them because yeah. you don't want to ruin it. Ah, but uh, getting back seriously though, the cleaning—that's what I was going to say about the cleaning thing. If you have to clean, if you hate cleaning this thing, mm-hmm. you're not going to use it as much. It's, it's not just about saving your time. Mm-hmm. You won't use it if it's too hard to clean. Yeah, because you'll think. It's breakfast time. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of time, and uh, I'm going to spend half an hour cleaning, cleaning this thing. Yeah. I mean, it really should Forget only it. take, you know, five minutes max. To, max, yeah, just to rinse it through and wash it around and yeah. stick it on the side. Yeah. So we're we're briefly going to talk a little bit here um, about blenders because I mean yeah. there isn't as there's not like a separate technology mm-hmm. for blenders per se. I guess when we got ours, we just went for 
um, power. Right, <laughs> power again and again, speed. Of the motor. <laughs> and, but for me, I noticed that was important because I had one that wasn't very powerful. Right. And when you're doing a large smoothie uh-huh. um, or it's more dense, then it's not turning all the way to right. the top. And then what happens is, is the engine just gets overworked yeah. and then you start smelling smoke. Right. And, and you're, you're, back, you're tur- it. back turning it back in for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> so um, certainly, yeah, something a little bit more powerful. Yeah. Um, and we both went with the Breville, which is on the website in, mm-hmm. our, in our resources section as well. And it's a good blender and it does the job. Okay. So we have to mention it's sort of the Ferrari of blenders, but it's not quite that extreme, <laughs> yeah. which is the Vitamix, which everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main point there is it chops up the stuff, the, the greens especially, into finer pieces. Okay. So, and that's important to some people who are really into the smoothie thing, mm-hmm. uh, that it's easier to digest the raw food. Yeah, again, before we talked about the, the pros of juicing, is that it's it's breaking it down just into its its chemical compound right you're just you're getting the the just the nutrients straight away it's not the digestive system isn't having to do anything right so it makes sense with a blender that the smaller you can chop it the, the finer it is right then the less work the stomach has to do because it doesn't have to to chomp it up right um and the easier it is to absorb those nutrients into the bloodstream Right. ready to go around the body so i think that's a big reason why having it finer is yeah. certainly beneficial one downside of of the the blending or not juicing is that you have the the density you have the fiber right um so you're not really be able to ingest as much as you would juicing so again by having it i guess finer then maybe it won't feel as heavy. I mean, it's, yeah. really, it's still the same mass. To me, it's the same mass, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's because I'm not. I don't have a Vitamix. I don't appreciate. Yeah. It. I don't know. But I know when I when I first started researching uh, raw food diet, you know, again, always trying to, to mm-hmm. look for this this stuff, and uh, pretty much anyone that I saw, it was get the Vitamix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I tend to always go away from these sort yeah, of things because you me know too. it's just it's marketing and yeah, you know, it's exactly the same. But then I, get, I mean, at some point you just have to say, okay, is you know, is there a difference? And I suppose what we're trying to achieve here, you know, maybe you are better off just, just yeah, going I, for the. I think maybe you and I are leaning more towards the juicing world right now, mm-hmm. so maybe we're not as concerned with that decision. But if yeah. someone had decided, oh, this is the way I want to, and I want to eat raw, I want to do it through smoothies. This is the way I'm going to get more vegetables in my diet is by doing smoothies then I can really see going for the Vitamix. Yeah, and I, I guess, I mean, I went through a big a big smoothie phase for a while. <laughs> yeah. And um, and, and I, I was fine with the... With the less chopped up stuff. Yeah, I mean, to me personally, it just sounds this, that you, it's been blended. And nah. I can't really... But then you could argue the same with the juicing. Right. You know, you could say, oh, well, yeah. you know, a juice is juice. How could yeah. there be a difference? So... I mean, there must be a difference. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Um, but when when I was first starting out, if if my only option was a was a Vitamix, which is like what four between four hundred, yeah. they, they go up to six hundred. Yeah, six hundred dollars. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So, but you can start off again with the sort of the standard medium range. Yeah. Bucks. I'm sure you could even get one for fifty. But of course, when you start going down that, 
range. You're yeah. looking at poorer motors. Yeah, you're going to break the motor. more. And, yeah. So I think just like anything that you're ever going to buy, you know, you sort of got to be um, clever. Obviously, the less money you're going to spend, the less quality you're going to get. But you will find that there's sort of this area of pretty decent blenders that, that will do the job yeah. um, of blending. But again, if you want to take it a step further, then maybe thinking the, the, the upper Vitamix. range. Yeah. Um, and I think also you said with the Viamix, they have a... Yeah, it has a, a plunger thing. Uh, there's a word for that. That's the things that forces food down into the blade. Okay. And you can use it while it's running, which is unusual. Right. Um, so that seems useful as well if you're trying to get large, bulky food in there. And obviously the engine is really, really good. Okay, great. Well, some uh, some interesting stuff there on, on juices or blenders. Really something that we hadn't really thought of ourselves a few years ago until we really started researching nutrition and, and the best way to how to get these micronutrients into our body. And these are certainly two good ways of working extra vitamins and minerals into your daily life. So I think it's about a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week this week comes from my visit to Stanford where I was teaching uh, vision improvement to Stanford employees. And one of the women attending asked, uh, should I wear contacts or glasses? And this was in the context of uh, having a vision improvement program in her life. My immediate answer to her would have been uh, the one advantage of glasses over contacts is you can take them off more easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanted to do distance looking or sunning in the middle of your work day, then popping off your glasses is certainly much easier than the contacts. Yeah, if those that um, are using the free programs on our website, the, the free vision improvement programs that we have there, on a lot of the, the mind section we have breaking the habit of glasses. That's mm-hmm. how we phrased it. And because it really is a habit, you wake up in the morning and either your contacts or your glasses are on the side table without even thinking, oh, what's my vision yeah. like today? Or, you know, do I need them right now? Yeah, yeah you just yeah. sort of, you just go straight on. Right. Um, so it becomes a habit. So when breaking that habit, obviously it's a lot easier mm-hmm. with the glasses because you can just, just take them off. Um, maybe when you're watching TV or going for a walk in the park or wherever it is that you feel you, at that point in time, well, actually, I don't need to wear my glasses right now. I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily read anything. I'm not even really bothered how clearly I see what's going on in, in front of me. And I'll just take my glasses off. Right. So that's obviously a lot more difficult to do with contact lenses. Right. Did you wear contacts? I can't remember. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, I was on a on a slippery slope there for a while. I'd worn glasses since I was five. Yeah. And then uh, after the boxing injury that I had, right? I, obviously, I thought that my vision was getting worse and worse. Right. right. So I went and got fitted for glass uh, for contact Con- lenses. Huh. And um, they said I was quite lucky actually because my astigmatism was so bad. They said that. I my eye might not have been the right shape for the contact lens. All right. Oh no, that was for the for the daily disposable. No, not um, for the monthly disposable ones. That's right. what I wanted. So they said I might have to get a hard All contact right. lens fitted. So anyway, um, so I started wearing them during the day when I was at work, and then 
so I would I'd wear my glasses first thing when I wake up mm-hmm. uh, have breakfast before I leave put the contacts in huh. go to work come back take my contacts out put my glasses on okay so for the first time I was really wearing you know prescription all the time something 24-7 right and it was my I noticed that without either of them my vision was getting worse and worse ah. um, and I was quite lucky in the end that I just I don't know what it was I just I was just like this isn't right this doesn't feel right yeah constantly wearing these things all the time right and you know I was still at university I'd go and have a good time at the weekend I'd wake up the next day with contact lenses still in and oh, red, red bloodshot eyes and all the rest of it yeah I can um, imagine so but I did I noticed that and what I did is I stopped wearing the contact lenses and then I went down to just glasses again yeah and then when I finally got rid of my glasses you know I didn't need either of them right but I certainly noticed that you know it's easier to break the habit of glasses yeah um, than the contact lenses and of course, I mean, you could say the problem is, is that one reason why people don't like wearing glasses is because of uh, aesthetic reasons, right. um, even though the glasses uh, companies are doing a really good job to make yeah. sure that you don't feel that way. But um, so you, you tend to want to go towards contacts because of that. But in a way, you could see it as motivation to get rid of your glasses. Good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead. So just try and, uh, try and flip it around there. Yeah. And you will find that there's times, you know, you, you don't, you just, you just don't need to wear your glasses. Right. And eventually that will become all the time. But it's certainly easier when you're sitting there having a conversation or whatever. And you think, oh, I don't need my glasses on mm-hmm. to be talking to this person. So you just take them off 20 minutes, half an hour, put them on again. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised that over that time, it sort of builds up out of the day. And uh, it's certainly when you combine that with the eye exercises, you'll start, you'll take your glasses off and you think, oh, actually, my vision's not that bad. And then you start building it up more mm-hmm. and more and more mm-hmm. till eventually you just, you know, you don't wear your glasses anymore. Yeah. So there are a few other downsides of contact lenses. Uh, one of them used to be the lack of oxygen uh, right. to the cornea. Obviously, the yes, obviously permeable. those of you that don't know, um, there's no blood vessels going to the cornea because if there were, then you wouldn't be able to see anything. Mm-hmm. The cornea, which is the front of the eye, is obviously a transparent uh, shield there of the eye. So if you did have blood vessels, it would just be red. Yeah, uh, and wouldn't no work. could come through. So the way uh, we get around this is through the fluid in the back of the eye, uh, well, further behind anyway, the aqueous humor which is in between the lens and the cornea. So that nourishes from one end. And then in the front, you've got the oxygen that comes mm. in from the front of the eye. Right. And also your tears as well help combine to it. So yeah. if you've got contact lenses on, then you're blocking yeah. the oxygen coming from, from the outside. Now, um, with latest technology and improvements and what have you, that's not so much the case right. anymore. And... Um, and that they are a lot more oxygen permeable, I guess. Right, get gas remote, yeah. So, but, I mean, anyone needs to fall asleep in their contact lenses, like myself. Yeah. And you'll notice that you wake up with bloodshot eyes. And one of the reasons why you get bloodshot eyes is because you've got that lack of oxygen. So your eyes start trying to 
get more blood to that part of the eye and that's why you wake up with those red eyes with with the more right sort of blood going that way i just remembered another oh another woman at stanford told this story about how her from wearing contacts so much her she could actually touch her eyeballs she desensitized oh. her eyeballs <laughs> yeah, no, she could actually touch them <laughs> she said it took like two years of not wearing contacts yeah to to get the sensitivity back so she couldn't wow. touch her eyeball again yeah and that's People might not, well, it should be common sense, really, that there's a reason why they're that sensitive in the first place. Yeah. Um, because we want to react to stop things from touching the eye. And yeah. it's just such a sensitive place. That's, yeah. It's that's interesting that she even went back the other way. And I, yeah. <laughs> I wonder where she was just sitting there one day and she just poking her eye. Yeah. Her <laughs> eye. Oh, yeah. I'm completely fine with this. Yeah. Um, so, one other thing that they do say about contact lenses is it's very important to keep them clean. Um, yeah. Our uh, optometrist. Um, teacher in Brazil right. that, that um, teaches Richard and I as well. She says that if you ever looked at a contact lens under a uh, microscope, a microscope, then you would be horrified to see the amount of fungus <laughs> uh, that's growing under there. So it is important to keep them very clean um, to try and prevent any, yeah, you know, contamination or anything. And of course, make sure your hands are clean because we're putting our fingers in our eyes all the time and taking them out again. Yeah. So. There are some downsides like that with contact yeah. lenses, but certainly from our point of view, uh, the main reason why you don't want to wear contact lenses is because it's easier to get rid of any prescription right. when you're wearing glasses. And also it might even be a little bit easier to downgrade your glasses right. than getting new contact lenses all the time. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and uh, plenty of stuff there to think about, plenty of, uh, plenty of food for four or juices or blenders before and uh certainly just uh, just, just masticate on that a little bit just uh, yeah just chew on it for a while and um yeah certainly do a little bit of research yourself have a look uh, on amazon look at reviews there's a couple of good videos on youtube on comparing the different types of blenders and juices and all the mm-hmm. rest of it uh, do a little bit of research on whether you think it's worth your extra money to go a step up or whether you're somebody that just wants to give this a go. So you're going to go with the uh, cheaper product or maybe something that you can take back to the store if you find <laughs> that it's just not for you. Um, what we will do is in the resources section on our website, we'll put up um, examples of right. what, what we've used because um, we only really want to do tried and tested stuff that we've right. done. So I think up there already, uh, well, they'll be up there by the time you listen to this. So, But we have had the blender that we brought right up there and i think our juicer as well because we right. have the same juicer uh, is already there but we've put up a, a couple of the new stuff that we've been looking at um so that gives you a, a nice head start there on on what we've been doing so but certainly let us know you can contact us through our facebook fan page at uh, envision self-healing and just leave any comments there that you think that you might be finding or any sort of benefits of juicing or blending that we've not talked about here or indeed you have a particular brand or a reason why you use a particular kind of juicer or blender because it's always good to let us know so we can pass it on to others and also uh, if you head over to the Facebook fan page where you can see what people are saying for themselves. You can also contact us through Twitter just head to the website and you'll be able to see our Twitter usernames over there and we tend to update regularly so just keep up to date on uh, on how we're getting on with our own eyes and it's actually interesting to see that more and more people are starting to contact through twitter um i guess it's such a, a big 
social networking. It's just so easy just to write 140 characters and send it to us. But uh, you could also, if you want to get some more information on how to improve your eyesight outside nutrition and, and more how these exercises can help improve your vision, then head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com and you can get yourself a free ebook over there called A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight. And you'll also find some free self-healing programs that we've written for you just to get yourselves going on vision improvement and start working your way towards better vision. And if you enjoyed this audio, then you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You should just see the button there on the top left-hand corner, or they've probably changed that by now, but I'm sure it's somewhere along the, the top of the screen. And that means that you'll be notified uh, if your settings are set up, so that every time we release one of these weekly podcasts, that you'll be notified. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, then you can also subscribe to us there as well, just to make sure that you'll be able to get the latest information from Natural Vision Improvement. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.